Demons Discuss, Take 45, The One with the Entrance Exam. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me, once again, is Angela and Jean. Hello, ladies. Greetings. Hey, everybody. (laughs) And what are we talking about today, Jean? We are talking about Chapter 21, and we get to meet Goody Alsop. And, oh, it's just so much delicious fun. We get to learn a lot about the Witches of London, and Matthew gets to be pissy, and Oh, it's just great. <laughs> I can't wait. I don't know what this episode's going to look like. <laughs> right. What as long as it say. sounds like something. Yes. <laughs> Good point, Jean. Good point. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's go on to our sponsorship and say this podcast is sponsored by our wonderful patrons. You know, guys, you may be listening to us and having a great time. You may be thinking to yourself, self, what can I do to support these guys? I love what they have to say. Gene has a brilliant, filthy mind. Valerie laughs at everything and plays ridiculous sound effects. And Angela tries to keep the other two on track sometimes. And she delivers us all sorts of fandom news. I also like that while they are discussing this beautiful, eloquent story, they still manage to say fuck a lot. I want to support them. (laughs) Gene, <laughs> what can they do about that? They can join us at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Demons Discuss. Awesome. And if you do that, you get a double dose of Demon. What? That is our after show, which is more of the same. What? You get, yeah. you get more All Souls. You get more nonsense. You get more Demons views of the world. Oh, dear. It's That's amazing. Scary. Yes. It's scary amazing. <laughs> Three Demons weekly in your ear? Oh, my goodness. And we just don't limit it to the trilogy. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Pam and uh, Eric come up a lot <laughs> lately. <laughs> Um, life, yeah. the world, and everything, and all kinds of fun, vampy, witchy stuff. Yay! Besides that, let us not forget the swag. The swag, people. Oh, the swag. swag! Swag! Yes. In addition to our awesome contests, if you become a patron, you get an inside line to swag. Stickers Uh-oh. and totes and whatever else Valerie can dream up and Redbubble can make. Yay! So, if you want to get on that swag train, become a patron at patreon.com slash demons discuss. Two bucks. That's all you need. Two bucks. There's a level for everybody. (laughs) Two dollar. Two dollar. Two dollar GI. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now that that's done, we don't have discusser emails, but we do have a story to tell you. So story time. (laughs) Not the kind of story time I enjoy. Okay, so this is take two of take, take 45. 45. Yeah, um, we did a marathon recording session yesterday. We're doing stuff under the radar. We're recording our after show. We're recording these uh, episodes, these chapter episodes. So we've been doing two or three episodes at a time. So yesterday I got home from work at seven o'clock my time at 7.15. We were recording. A.M. 
They, 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 yeah, yes. they should know you got home at seven in the morning. <laughs> seven in the morning. Yes. And at seven fifteen, we were recording and at 11, what was it? About 11, 15, we were done. Right. Yep. Okay. So that's great. I take a little nap. I get up, make dinner, clean the house, have dinner with my family. Everybody goes to sleep. And I'm like, okay, I'm still up. Today's my day off. I have time to put this episode together because we had a short turnaround. I open everybody's files. I open mine. Looks fine. I start cutting it. I open jeans. Looks great. Same thing. I open Angela's and I get two hours of flatline. What? <laughs> That's what I told Brad. I'm like, it's not even a flatline. It was just blank. <laughs> and uh, yeah so it's great that me and Jean came out fine but when we talk to Angela it'll just be a lot of blank space it's like oh yeah Angela you think that (laughs) really Ah, that's cool So uh, I think we've been jerried. Honestly, I have. We have no other explanation for this because she was seeing you were seeing lines yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing lines now. I saw lines in the test and the test did come out. So that's good. So hopefully we've righted the wrongs. And we did do a little plea to Jerry and friends to please let us get through this so we can get you an episode. So, yeah, there's that. So here we are again. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we're going to try to cover the story. It's not going to come out the same as it did yesterday, but hopefully it comes out decent. So we're going to work our way through it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are we ready to dive back into this book? Rip the bandaid off. Yes, we are. Totally. All right. So this chapter discussion is brought to you by Lisa Slack. Thank you. Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Twice over. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisa, again. <laughs> okay, and we're going to start the wagon right here. And we left off in Chapter 20 with Marcus making some moves on Phoebe in Sotheby while retrieving the Hilliard miniatures for his grandmother, Isabel. Phoebe, after getting the full Marcus complete attention treatment, realized she was in trouble. The Marcus. <laughs> well, we'll name that the Marcus. <laughs> I'm sure Ed will appreciate it. Yeah, we head back to 1591 and join Diana, Matthew, Susanna Norman, her kids, Annie, Pierre, and a new creature we've never met before, Goody Alsup. So, first impressions of Goody Alsup, guys. I loved her. Yes, I loved her too. But let me just tell you, seeing the name Goody Alsop, I thought, oh no, this is going to be like Widow Beaten. I mean, I just thought, I thought it was going to be, (laughs) and yes, as I said yesterday, Widow Beat Down. Um, (laughs) Because that's what the meeting was with her. Um, So I I, I was like already like uneasy, like, oh gosh. And Susanna is already, you know, was I right to call you? Just She's not helpful either. So no. no. Well, see, I figured after Widow Beat Down and Susanna, we were about due for somebody who's not. Very true. Not a raging bigot or a pain in everybody's ass. <laughs> yes, you're right. We're due. We're due for some rain in the drought. I like that her voice, she projected such a strong person, even though she looked frail. So her voice in my head was soothing right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. And the good indicator should have been that she didn't look like right, straight out of central casting with the, the, mil- <laughs> the milky eye and the, yeah. <laughs> the scraggly the hair. Yeah, and the ward. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, when you, you, Kent wasn't in the back of your head laughing and rubbing his hands together yes. when she stepped right. onto the page. Correct. She she would probably make a really boring character in a play. So I like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We could do with some boring at this point in time. I know. Yeah. All right. So while Goody also was there, Susanna said, eh, I'll let the vampires yeah. come in. I'll let them sit down. <laughs> Very nice. 
nice of you, Susanna. Right. Susanna was such a hostess. It's like, wow. But they weren't allowed to touch anything. Diana's in for another witch test. As we've said in previous chapters, Diana's right to be wary of these tests because they haven't gone well. And so Goody says, let me have a look at you, Diana. When she starts freaking out, Widow Beaton is the only one so far that said, you know, what is it, child? She's the only one so far that's shown some concern for Diana and her fear. That was really cool. And that's when we find out... Well, she told us, but she lets Goody know that Champier, the last witch to examine her like that, it felt like knives. So, yeah. Mm. Goody says it will not be entirely comfortable, but what examination is? But it shouldn't hurt. So I like that. Yeah, that for puts her. it into perspective. Yeah. So Diana feels this slight digging sensation as Goody is examining her, but it was nothing like the pain she had experienced with Champier. And then Goody starts going, ooh, ah, hmm, huh. And, and you know, during this time, we're like, okay, what do you see? What's going on? And she says, looking into Goody Allsup's third eye, I was plunged into a world of color. Like we said yesterday, it just looked like they recognized each other. Mm -hmm. She looked into her third eye and she was like into this whole other world that she had never seen. It's it's almost like they're both on a different plane, which eye to which eye. They're looking at each other through those eyes and they're almost like that astral plane we we talked about. You know, it's like they're transported. And here's where Jeffrey pipes up. Like yesterday, I'm going to be referring to yesterday yesterday a lot audience because (laughs) yeah we've already done this so (laughs) jeffrey says she's a strange one isn't she jeffrey whispered peering over goody allsup's shoulder Susanna's a little like jeffrey and she was embarrassed because he wasn't being formal she says mistress royden if you please so jeffrey comes back he's like okay very well mistress royden's a strange one (laughs) yeah I like that. Um, he was like such a teenage te- tween boy. Goody says, what do you see, young Jeffrey? And this kind of gives us an indicator that this kid has power. He is beyond an ordinary witch of what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, I agree. And I think we asked the question of Deb, is he a weaver? And I'm not sure Deb gave us... She didn't say no. She didn't say no. Right. And Jeffrey... His bloodline eventually winds up with Sophie Norman. Mm-hmm. And in the Book of Life, we see that it is a high possibility that he could have been a weaver. Right. Yeah. And and the interesting thing about that is, is now that we know he's, he's a Norman, is he like the Norman conduit that gets Sophie's little statue to North right. America? And he's the Norman that had contact with Diana. So yes. maybe. His observations are so astute. I mean, they're very precise. Yes. An adult. Yes. And yes. grown up. He explains, he says, she. She, Mistress Royden, is all the colors of a rainbow. Her witch's eye is blue, even though the rest of her is green and silver like the goddess. And why is there a rim of red and black there? Jeffrey pointed to her forehead. And then Goody goes on to explain that that's a where's mark, indicating to us that she knows what this is. But not only does she know what it is, she knows that it belongs to Matthew's family, which I thought was really curious. It's like, right. okay, yes. it's not just a where's mark, it's this where's mark, which makes yes. me wonder what else Goody knows. So let me ask you, all the colors of the rainbow, and that's what Diana sees too. So are those her weaver's cords? And just like Philip in the Times Convert, she plucks the ones that she needs? It could be. It could be because she had pretty much the colors of the rainbow identified for her weaver's cords. All the nuances in between would make the rainbow. So True. 
Yeah, I would think. Because remember, like, eventually, later on in this book, when she's learning how to weave and she needed a couple of things, she would choose one or two strands, one or two colors Mm -hmm. to make the knots. Mm -hmm. And so I would think the ones in between, like the colors in between the two she chose would be like the little nuances. Right. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just a guess. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about the wear's mark that I think is interesting is it makes me wonder if Goody has seen Philippe's mark before on someone else. Right. Yeah. How does she know that it is Philippe's? Yeah, she knew that right off the bat, which right. it, yeah. struck me. I would tend to agree that she has too. But even if mm-hmm. she didn't, she's just that powerful and her sight, <laughs> her sight tells her such. Yeah. She's that powerful. Yes, I would agree. That's also a definite possibility. So Jeffrey wants to know if it hurts. And then, you know, Susanna's all like, you know better than Pester Goody Alsop with questions. And I'm thinking he pesters Goody Alsop with all sorts of questions on the sly. Yes. When Susanna's not around. And I'm also thinking that Susanna's already trying to... She's one of those people who are trying to put the weavers underground and out of sight, out of mind, and she's trying to stifle this kid's power. Yeah. I think Suzanne is a real problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't think she wants to be different. She doesn't, she, it's obvious she doesn't want to stand out. She doesn't want to be different. She doesn't want to, you know, ruffle her husband's feathers. So even if she did think that Jeffrey was a weaver or has some sort of talent, she only wants it to be of the, quote, normal kind. Yeah. She's not going to encourage it. She's in denial as it is, because later on when she says, oh, Men cannot be weavers. Men are men are rarely weavers. So she, mm-hmm. I think she's just in a state of denial yes. as well. Mm-hmm. I like Goody Allsop's answer here. She says, we face a dark future if children stop asking questions, Susanna. Diana goes ahead and answers Jeffrey, said a wear's blood can heal, but it doesn't harm. She's trying to tamp down the uh, prejudice yes. that's happening Any here. fear. Yeah. And so Jeffrey, <laughs> sounding mildly interested at this piece of intelligence, can you make the glam again, Mistress Royden? Because <laughs> he heard about it, wants to see it in person, and maybe wants to compare notes. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like Sam and his friend. Yeah. Rob. Yeah, Sam that's and true. Rob. Think about it. Yeah. We heard there, Sam and Rob, we heard there was a vampire up here, Miss Bishop. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? <laughs> So Goody also rested a gnarled finger on the indentation over Jeffrey's lip, effectively silencing the boy. And then she says, I need to talk to Annie now. After we're through, Master Royden's man is going to take all three of you to the river. And when you get back, you can ask me anything you like. And that just tells us that maybe she's teaching him on the sly in a way. So Susanna's yes. not alarmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pierre, <laughs> who's been volunteered to do this. Yeah, Master <laughs> Ryan's man. <laughs> yes. And he's like looking at Matthew and Matthew's like, yeah, go ahead, take him. And he's like, yeah. all right, though. I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do you want me to leave her alone with this woman? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Goody wants to talk to Annie. And then Annie comes up. Goody says, what have you promised Andrew Hubbard? And then she warns her, don't lie, Annie. Tis a sin. Out with it. So, and we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Sorry, audience. We did. The thing is, when Goody said that, was she casting a spell of some sort to make Annie spill it? And we were kind of unsure yesterday because it says here the words kind of tumbled out and then she slapped her hand over her mouth like, oh shit, I said too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the preceding chapter that she stammers and then out with it was so direct. And like I said, not the most eloquent of spells if it was, but maybe it's just. Yeah 
to kind of not even a spell, but just let me help you a little bit. Just like, yeah, just like even silencing, you know, Jeffrey. I'm not saying it had to be magic to shut up a kid, but, you know, she just put his her finger over his lip and effectively silencing him. Yeah, it's like, shh. <laughs> but on the other hand, though, too, I mean, the fact that she proceeded with lying is a sin. And the yeah. fact that Goody would definitely know that a witch, one witch couldn't lie to another witch. Mm-hmm. To me, it almost felt like she wanted to get the truth out of her voluntarily or part that maybe that was part of the test to see if Annie would blurt it out voluntarily. Yeah. I mean, yeah. either way, she was, you know, tis compelled. A, tis a, compelled. It is a sin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I said, she's not Christian, but she does spend a whole lot of time with Father Hubbard. And if his tales of brimstone and fire were any kind yeah. of, you know, <laughs> she doesn't want to sin either. Even if I don't believe, I don't want to sin either. <laughs> right. Well, that's right. why I, I'm tending to think it wasn't so much a compulsion spell as, okay, here's, it, it was more of a test. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It just was so precise. I mean, she blurted it out. That's true. And then, she was so shocked that she couldn't stop the words from coming out. Yeah. Well, it also I also think it's it's a beautiful way to show that Annie's loyalties after being so, shown some kindness mm-hmm. lay with the Roydens rather than Father Hubbard. Yeah, right. she's got true. an obligation to Father Hubbard, but I think in that moment it was like her heart's with Diana because Diana's been kind to her. Yeah. Yes. Throughout this whole shadow of night, I can't help but think of Philippe, you know, think, stay alive. And just yes. her, it's saying she couldn't believe she'd revealed so much. I mean, she lives and breathes that think stay alive and she didn't think she would reveal that much <laughs> you know but yeah, she did no. mm-hmm. but it's to her yeah. own benefit yes yes Annie says I'm to send word if Master Royden plans to leave London again and Father Hubbard sends one of his men when the mistress and master are still abed to question me about what goes on in the house Okay, so while Matthew and Diana are asleep, or Matthew's up, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're either getting busy or they're doing something. They're doing something, right. So here's something that just came to me today. How would Matthew not know that people are coming to his house and questioning Annie? Right. Well, if they're coming and going as quote-unquote tradespeople, like delivering stuff. Right. But it doesn't get around the fact that he's got a vampire hearing. True. But you can tune stuff out, too. Yeah, I would I would <laughs> hope you could tune stuff out, because if you couldn't, God, being a vampire would really suck. I don't know. I yeah. know as a mother, you can tune stuff out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? You said that? Okay, because I didn't think you were saying anything (laughs) (laughs) important (laughs) anything i had to pay attention you're you're always ignoring me no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) please don't think i am (laughs) all right unless someone's like screaming or dying or there's terror i'm not paying attention if there's bodily fluids involved i might raise an eyebrow (laughs) otherwise just don't bother me Okay, so Goody says we must abide by the letter of Annie's agreement with Hubbard, if not its spirit. I love that. Yeah. I know. It's like, okay, we're going to have to get around this. So the terms are, she comes up with, she says, tell me what she's up to or what they're up to first. Wait an hour prior to telling Hubbard, I imagine, just so if there's any preparations to be made, she's got an hour to take care of that. And then she threatens her. And she threatens her. She says, if you speak a word to anyone of what happens here, I'll clap a binding spell on your tongue that 13 witches won't be able to break. Annie looked justifiably terrified at the prospect. So I would, too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, she says something. I'm going to believe it. So true. But she tells them to go on and join the boys, but open all the doors and windows before you leave. I will send for you when it's time to return. So Annie goes ahead and does that. Hubbard does, or not Hubbard. (laughs) Goody also, she does her little seal. She looks at Matthew 
Annie before she leaves and she looks at Diana and then she leaves. She's because she's still scared of Matthew. Matthew's still kind of a dick to her. So, right. Yes. You know. And Matthew, he's nice to Goody also. I Maybe he sensed her difference, too, versus how he treated Widow Beaton. And I'm not sure if he was nicer to Widow Beaton, would Widow Beaton had acted better? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think so. Yeah. And he's not exactly nice, but I think she commands respect. Goody yes. Also. But, and I think Widow Beaton, even if he had been really nice, she would have still been mistrustful because here's this new witch coming into her territory and possibly horning in on her business. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. She's the healer, damn it. That was the impression I got from that old crone. <laughs> And the whole school of night, they would have just used her as a doormat. I mean, yeah, taken advantage of her niceness. And especially the atmosphere there, widow beaten walking in and they're all sitting there staring at her. Yeah. Judging yeah. her. So, yeah, this is a whole different thing. Matthew's in Susanna's territory and by extension, Goody's territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's the one, he's the visiting person here. And the bargaining chips are a lot different. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot more things stacked against them, including Andrew Hubbard. Yes. Yes. And the fact that Diana's pregnant kind of moves things along where he's taking it a little more serious. Yes. All right. So he goes, can you help us, Goody Alsop? His courteous tone bore no resemblance to his high-handed treatment of Widow Beaton. Goody Alsop says, I believe so, Master Royden. <laughs> and like we said yesterday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Her, yeah, her, her her brief responses like a like an Isabel. Yes. Only tell them what they need to know. Nothing more. Nothing more. Yeah, Susanna's like, please take your ease. Here, six foot four guy, sit on this little three legged stool. <laughs> Somehow so that's nice not of her. ease. I can't picture that as being anyone's ease. No, yeah, with his me- knees up to his nose. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, her deadbeat husband's sleeping in the next room in a barca lounge. <laughs> Does it have a cup holder or no cup holder? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got a cup holder. <laughs> a meat holder. I get it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so like a, a rack for the meat pies, you think? Yeah. <laughs> He's got crumbs all over his chest. <laughs> I, I, I always wonder what, what Homer Simpson would look like as an Elizabethan, and I'm right. thinking it's Master Norman. <laughs> All right. So Goody also plucked at the gray wool and pearly linen that covered her neck and drew her fingers away, pulling something insubstantial with them. The witch stretched out her hand and flicked her wrist, releasing a shadowy figure into the room. Her exact replica walked off into Susanna's bedchamber. Here's like, what is this? The first time we're reading this. What is Yeah, what is this? What is this? Is it like a ghost? Is it like, what's going on here? And Diana's like, yeah, what is that? <laughs> I kind of love how she just, and this, this is going to sound kind of funny, but because to me, it was like, it's so, I always sort of pictured it as like, it's like grandma pulling the, the hanky out of her bra strap. <laughs> she plucks something insubstantial. Yeah. And, right. Here, blow your nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh so gosh. Diana wants to know what that is, and Goody says, My fetch. She will watch over Master Norman and make sure we're not disturbed. Goody Alsop's lips moved and the draft stopped, so that was her spell. The doors and windows were sealed, so we will not be overheard either. You can rest easy on that score, Susanna. And again, Susanna is worried about what people will think about her. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, got a she's business she's got to worry about. Well, and she's got to support her deadbeat husband, too. So That's true. If she's got anybody whispering about her and what goes on in that house, especially if there's a vampire and she might have witch neighbors, there's going to be a problem. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's not someone who you want delivering your baby if you buy into the hype. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I'd be like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'll go to the next town over. Who, who do we got over there? Right. Yeah. Surely there's a quarry over there or something. Right. <laughs> okay. So Diana's thinking to herself, oh, shit. These are smells that could be useful because I live with a spy and I can make these spells. And she's like formulating all these questions to ask Goody also. But Goody already senses it. She says, you are very curious for a grown woman. Yeah. It's I like Goody, Goody could hear her gears grinding. Yeah. 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 And she goes, I fear you'll try Susanna's patience even more than Jeffrey does. And that's probably true. From what we've seen of Susanna, yeah. So she's extremely wise and sage. But as Jean said, do you think all this time, because this is the third instance now where she's silenced someone before they said what they wanted to say. It was pretty substantial. But she already knew what they were going to say. Yes. It's like, mm, no. (laughs) Let's stop that train of thought now. (laughs) Right. And then she reveals, I have waited a long time for you, Diana. And Diana's like, me? What? (laughs) Weren't we all like her? Really? (laughs) Yeah. What? What do you mean? She goes, without question. It has been many years since the first auguries foretold your arrival. And with the passing of time, some among us gave us hope. But when our sisters told us of the portents of the North, I knew to expect you. Goody Alsop also referred to Berwick and the strange occurrences in Scotland. Diana's getting ready to ask her more. Matthew shook his head because he's like, uh, no, stop telling her shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like we said yesterday, I thought the fact that she brings up auguries instead of prophecies or, or visions. I mean, auguries is a very specific word and it, mm-hmm. it ties into the classical Greek and Homer. And it makes me wonder if Goody was even alive when Diana's coming was first foretold. Right. I mean, and when do you suppose the first auguries would be? I would assume, like you said, Ancient, just about. Yeah, and that they've been looking for her forever, which makes me wonder if Philippe just knew all of this was coming at some point in time. It makes right. you wonder a lot looking yeah. back at it, yes. I mean, you you always picture like he just gets filled in like Stephen Proctor did when they visited, but now you're like, well, he might have known a lot for a long time. And just yeah. this is a puzzle piece that he that yeah. he's like, yeah, okay, this, this, this is, is a, who he might be just like Goody. I've been waiting for you for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when in the book of life, he does say, I knew you were the one. Yep. Wow. Huh. That wasn't on yesterday's episode. <laughs> There's always something new to find. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even in 24 hours. <laughs> yes. Okay. Goody also saw my husband's silent request and chuckled again. And then Susanna chimes in. I was right then. She, Susanna said relieved. And then she's like, yes, child. Diana is indeed a weaver. And of course, we're like, she was what? Right. <laughs> wait, she was Wait, first of all, she was right. She's like, <laughs> she didn't think she was anything. <laughs> I she really wants that on the head. I know. She does. Damn, she does. She's, she's looking for status, I tell you. the ya. second time in the chapter she asked if she was right. <laughs> yeah. She was right to call Goody. And maybe she knew about Weavers. Maybe she had heard the stories. But she, she knew that after Diana had did that, yeah. hatched the chick, that this shit ain't right. And I better call Goody. Now she's to the point at least in this little meeting that, you know, she'll yes, I'll help you. But if you, if someone accuses me, I'll deny it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing. Right. I don't know these people. Right. Like, so Sergeant Schultz of her. Yes. <laughs> I know nothing. So, yes, child, 
Diana is indeed a weaver. Goody Alsop's words reverberated around the room, potent as any spell. And then Diana's like, oh shit. So what? <laughs> what? What? Right. what am I? What? And here comes Matthew to kind of save the day, I guess. Um, he says, there's much we don't understand about our present situation, Goody Alsop. Matthew took her hand. Perhaps you should treat us both like Jeffrey and explain it as you would to a child. So explain this to me like I was a two-year-old because I don't know what's going on. She apparently doesn't know what's going on. Help us out. <laughs> Jean identified it as an author device, yes. but I was the same with Matthew. I'm like, please, yes, explain it to me like a child. But, and yeah. what I found out, found really interesting is that he said, treat us both like Jeffrey. I think Matthew also picked up on the fact that Goody has been sort of, in the way she interacted with Jeffrey, is like mm-hmm. she's le- she's been leading Jeffrey along the same path that, hey, you're growing up to be a weaver. Yeah. It's like, yes. Treat Diana the same way because she's pretty much in the same boat as this 12 year old boy. And she's very patient with Jeffrey. Matthew's requesting that too. Just be patient with us, please, because we're new at this and we don't know what we're doing. It's kind of like when you buy your first house. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what this is. (laughs) What does this mean? Escrow? What? (laughs) We need help. Okay. Diana is a maker of spells, Goody Alsop said. We weavers are rare creatures, and that's why the goddess sent you to me. Diana wants to argue. She's like, no, Goody Alsop, you're mistaken. And then uh, she's like, I'm terrible with spells. My Aunt Sarah has great skill, but not even she has the ability to teach me the craft of a witch. That's what she's separating the two. Don't you find it interesting that Goody knows right away it's like the goddess sent her, sent Diana Mm -hmm. to her. It was kind of like the leap all over again. It's not the fact that she's a weaver and it has something to do with the goddess because obviously she's saying we weavers. Then that tells you that she's a weaver, but that doesn't mean that the goddess is automatically going to be forthcoming because of weavers. Yes. Goody already knows there's something more to all this going on. Right. And of course, uh, the the timey-wimey stuff again right here. Uh, Do If we skip ahead a few chapters, sorry we're spoiling audience, but we're assuming you already know what's going on. Diana has a visit with a goddess. So that hasn't even happened yet. So what kind of time loop are we working with? Mm -hmm. If we were to go with that original theory saying, okay, the the goddess sent her. Okay, here's, here's another one. Oh, shit. That we didn't get from yesterday. Okay. Goody's words are almost the same words as Rebecca's letter. We were so blessed the goddess sent you to us. Oh, shit. True. Yep. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yes, double damn. Hmm. I'm going to play the suspense music right here. Pull that off on my phone. I know. I just looked at it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's in the letter. Mm, what chapter was that? It was, look up the word entrusted. I know it was in there. Okay. That was when the house spit out the page, probably in the yep. 30s somewhere. Okay, here it is. It's hard to know to finish, uh, hard to know how to finish this letter when there's so much in my heart. The past seven years have been the happiest of my life. I wouldn't have given a moment of our precious time with you, not for an ocean of power or a long, safe life without you. We don't know why the goddess entrusted you with us, but not a day has passed that we didn't thank her for it. Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Kind of scary. And so it's almost okay. So Rebecca told Diana the bedtime story to prepare her, and the auguries told Goody and supposedly Philippe the same story. So it's like they all were prepared and they all knew what to do when the time was right. Right. Yes. Definitely the goddess. 
It's like everything was spinning into place. Mm-hmm. All the pieces, a complicated piece of machinery, and everything was just working. Starting, I mean, and this is the point where it's all starting to mesh together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at how, whatever you're in, whether it's military or grade school or whatever, all the drills that you practice, practice, practice. Finally, this is not a drill. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what to do. They know their part. Yes. And it's second nature to them now because they knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. So Diana regurgitates to Goody what she knows about the different witches and how she's terrible with spells and she can't possibly make them. To me, I picture Goody looking at, (laughs) like Angela says, Goody's looking at her like blink, blink. (laughs) Are you, are you done now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Goody, we're done now. Yes, we're done. And Matthew's like, I never heard of it whatever <laughs> <laughs> he is exactly like that yeah okay and then uh goody's like you know if you have we're secret you know about keeping secrets don't you yeah don't you matthew <laughs> well i love that her eyes twinkled with mischief because it's kind of like i really think that she and philippe know one another and they both know that secret and she's kind of like yeah right dad knows ha 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 yeah right and what else did she know what other secrets did she know about matthew did she know he was a blood ragey vampire could be i don't don't know if she knew he was, but I think she knows of blood ragey vampires. And I, I guess, I mean, I think she, if she can see inside people and she can see his soul and she can see with her third eye a lot of things, I would say, yeah, she knows he was a blood ragey vampire. Yeah. I think she knows about Brightborns too. Yes. I think oh, so yes. too. I think so too. Especially since she's a weaver and she's been taught by weavers before her. So they most likely pass that knowledge on to her. So mm-hmm. she's kind of like another version of Book of Life. She knows that, that, witches and vampires can't have babies. Maybe she doesn't know that it takes it's what the type of vampire is a blood rage vampire. I think she yeah. does, but yeah. even if she yeah. doesn't, she still knows that there's that little segment of the population where they have strong mm-hmm. swimmers, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> The way she's so prepared and she's not surprised by by anything. Yeah, I think she knows. So Matthew's all like, I've lived many years, Goody Alsop. I find it hard to believe that witches could keep the existence of weavers from other creatures all that time. Uh, And here comes pain in the ass Matthew again. And he's scowling. Hello, Matthew. Your father helped them keep the secret. Wake up. Hello. Jean, and you brought brought up when Philippe had said to Matthew, you know, when he said, Philippe, you've never. And Philippe said, don't pretend to know. You, you know. Yeah. knowing everything yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and then we keep hearing nevers a long time. Mm-hmm. So Matthew goes, is this another one of Hubbard's games? What's going on here? And <laughs> here's Goody. Very smooth of her. She's like, I'm too old for games, Monsieur de Clermont. Oh, yes, I know who you really are and what position you occupy in our world. Congregation member, <laughs> probably a knight of Lazarus, mm-hmm. perhaps a blood ragey vampire. The father of the new generation. I know you're going to be a baby daddy before you are. (laughs) Yeah. She says, perhaps you cannot hide the truth from witches as well as you think. You know, Matthew's all grouchy here because he's purring and warning. (laughs) Perhaps not. And then his growling further amused the old woman. Oh, I know. That's cute. You little growl. You're so adorable. She says that trick might frighten children like Jeffrey and that moon-touched demon like your friend Christopher, but it doesn't scare me. <laughs> I love that he's moon-touched. I know moon-touched means a little bit crazy yeah. in the parlance, but it also has that tie to the goddess that makes me go, hmm. <laughs> 
Goody ain't scared, okay? Mm-mm. <laughs> she ain't scared. She's all. like, my fetch will take you on any day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she goes on to explain Weavers hide because once we were sought out and murdered, just like your father's knights. Not everyone approved of our power, and you well know it could be easier to survive when your enemies think you're already dead. And then Dinah's like, wait, what? Who would do such a thing? Why? That's that's an interesting comment. Just because of all the identities vampires have. have. Yeah. Well, easier to survive when your enemies think you're already dead. Who could have? Yeah. In that second, I'm just like thinking, Hugh? Oh, shit. This mm-hmm. is book eight? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that yeah. to, to Fernando, though. That's, I mean. Book nine? <laughs> Fernando will be pissed, man. Yeah, I'd be pissed. <laughs> you mean you're alive this whole time? What? Or Godfrey? I don't know. Gene just wrote well, that. Godfrey's not dead yet. Godfrey's not dead yet. Blink, blink. <laughs> I just wrote a new chapter in the Book of Life. There you go. Or, okay. well, no, I, I think there's more to that statement. I don't know if... There's something more to that statement. We'll find out years in the future, I think. But maybe. I think maybe. so. In book ten of the All Souls trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, never mind. Mom, I'm kidding. All you want. I'm kidding, audience. There's only three books in the All Souls trilogy. The trilogy is done. Diana and Matthew's story is done. Okay. Thanks. Okay. okay <laughs> that thanks. Was bye. My- <laughs> that was my PSA. Diana wanted to know who would do such a thing. And she's wondering if it's, you know, it could be vampires because she knows they've been warring the witches and the vampires war and demons possibly. But Goody answers her. She says, it wasn't the wares or the demons who hunted us down, but other witches. Goody also said calmly, they fear us because we are different. Fear breeds contempt, then hate. It's a familiar story. It's one that destroyed whole families, lest the babes grow up to be weavers too. The few weavers who survived sent their own children into hiding. Parents' love for a child is powerful, as you soon both will discover. So what she's saying is correct because... This paragraph, it's like dropping a a rock in the water. There's so many ripples Mm -hmm. There. It's like Diana's parents and hiding Diana and her spellbinding. And who yes. knows what Stephen's parents did to hide him. Yes. And, ba- and what Goody does to hide herself and what Susanna is going to end up doing to hide Jeffrey. I mean, it's just all these ripples right in that paragraph. I want to see Susanna's face when she realizes Jeffrey's a fucking weaver. She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, oh damn. Man. It's going to be that damn face it. you had when you opened up Angela's file this morning. Yes. Oh my God, this was supposed to be easy. What? Exactly. Diana's like, oh shit, you know about the baby. And her hands were moving protectively over her belly. You know, that's not going to hide the baby if you're rubbing your belly. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we all know about the baby, Diana. Yeah. She goes, yes, Goody Elsip nodded gravely. You are already making a powerful weaving, Diana. You will not be able to keep it hidden from other witches for long. And then here's where Susanna chimes in. A child? What? Conceived between a witch and a were? Goody says, not just any witch. Only weavers can work such magic. So she knew. Mm -hmm. She knew weavers could have babies. Yes. Mm-hmm. With vampires. With vampires. There's a reason the goddess chose you for this task, Susanna. Just as there's a reason she called me. You are a midwife and all your skills will be needed in the days ahead. It's interesting that she refers to it as magic, a weaving and magic. It's like, well, why wouldn't a warm blood be able to conceive a child? But she knows, yes, obviously it has to be a particular kind of vampire. Yes. Yep. 
She she knows. She has to know. And so Susanna starts, you know, showing her bigotry ass. here. Yeah, yeah. Showing her ass. She says, I have no experience that will help Mistress Royden. Goody's like, what? You've been birthing babies forever. What? Warm-blooded women, Goody, with warm-blooded babes. Not creatures like, you know, the ones without souls that, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... She's like, wears have arms and legs like the rest of us. And souls. I cannot, yeah. And souls. God. I yeah. do not like Susanna in this whole deal. In this blurb. Fortunately, she grows up a little later. But, you know, for now, Susanna's in the hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susanna's way in the hole. I mean, she dumped Annie. She let her niece, to, you know, to flounder, flounder. and starve and yeah. starve. end up in Andrew Hubbard's yeah. care and barely lets her in the house and treats her like a servant when she is over there. And then all this. Ugh, she's not plus. She goes, I'm surprised at you, Susanna. Master Royden's soul is as clear to me as your own. Have you been listening to your husband again and his prattle about the evil of wares and demons? Hmm. It's interesting how the visceral reaction we're having to Susanna this time around. And yet people ha- have this reaction with Father Hubbard. And as you pointed out, yeah. Valerie, which made me change my mind, is like, well, what has he done that's so wrong? He actually does the opposite yeah. of Susanna. Yeah, we kind of looked at Susanna differently. He takes her in. Yeah, sure, he doesn't get her the nicest clothes, but he clothes her. Mm -hmm. He gives her work. He places her in in places. So, you know, it might be a little bit clunky, but he delivered. I mean, and then you've got Susanna here, and she she seems to me like the lady in the news last night that uh, called the police on the black kid, black guy babysitting his friend's kids. Yeah. Yeah. She's Permit Patty all over again. Oh, geez. Susanna, Permit Patty, the early years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Goody's wondering if she's been listening to her husband. Susanna's like, what if I have Goody? Then Goody's like, then you're a fool. Witches see the truth plainly, even if their husbands are full of nonsense. Your husband is full of shit, Susanna. Quit yeah. listening to him. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's sitting in the bark lounger, sleeping with crumbs on his chest. So, boo. <laughs> That's yeah. just me. And then she says it's not such an easy matter as you make it out to be. So she's fighting the tides, having to, f- she doesn't want to go against her husband. I don't know why. I love Goody. She's like, yeah, it is. It's like, you can either choose to eat crap or not. <sighs> yeah. It doesn't need to be so difficult. The long awaited weaver is among us and now we must make plans. So quit with your shit. We have shit to do. Yes. Yeah, Matthew is being a control freak here. I mean, the long-awaited <laughs> weaver. So that would indicate that Susanna would know this prophecy as well. It sounds like she's, the whole she's fighting read, it. The height, at least the garlic height coven knows. I it. don't think she believed it. I, I think she was probably thinking, "Ah, oh, that's cute. It's a little story." But maybe she didn't. You know, I suppose. Think, I mean, it, it would be like any coming of uh, phenomenon. There's always skeptics. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little story. I'll believe it when I see it. So Matthew is uh, on his way to becoming the control freak that he is. Goody isn't having it. He's like, she's going to learn this shit quick, so teach her, and then we got to go. All right? Mm-hmm. And then here comes Goody. That isn't entirely your decision, Master Royden. If the child is meant to be born in London, then that's where it will be born. Which is an interesting comment, considering yeah. how everything plays out. And Diana doesn't belong here in London. That's what he says. In quote-unquote London. Right. <laughs> I know she. I know she's a time walker. The Elizabethan <laughs> version of Daw. Oh, yeah. So Goody knows she's a time walker. She tells him as much. And then Matthew's like, oh, so you know that, huh? Damn. 
<laughs> As you know so much, you must have divined that Diana will not be returning to her own time alone. The child and I will be going with her. You will teach her what she needs to know in order to do it. And here comes here. I can hear the wheels spinning off right now. Yeah, right. so can Diana. <laughs> yep, we're she off says, in the ditch. She says Matthew was taking charge, which meant things were about to take their usual turn for the worse. Matthew. He's like, don't tell her any information, except let me tell her all the information. Yeah, the way I want to tell her. Right. (laughs) But I'm not going to tell her. Oh, wait, I did tell her. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Oops. Goody's not giving in. She says, your wife's education is my business. Unless you think you can teach her about being a weaver, you need to butt the fuck out. Sorry. It's no. And then Diana's trying to smooth things over as she does. She's like, he knows this is a matter between witches, I told Goody, putting a restraining hand on his arm. Matthew won't interfere. Do you know your husband, Diana? Right. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> no. We get Matthew. He's protective. He explains a little bit better here. She said, everything about my wife is my business, Goody. He said, this is not a matter between solely witches. Not if the witches here might turn against my mate and my child. And he's got a point because a discovery of witches proved that not everybody is really good with those two to being together and a child would be kind of worse. So, especially back in those days. This is where we see Goody can actually see within Diana even further. So it was a witch not aware who injured you. I feel the pain and knew that a witch was part of it, but hoped that it was because the witch was healing the damage done to you rather than causing it. What in the world has come to that one witch would do such a thing to another? I just had a thought. How fantastic Mm. would it have been to get alternate POV from Goody on this chapter in the world of all souls? Oh, Oh, that would have been great. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, because I'm just thinking she does is a slow reveal, but there's so much I'm sure she knows. Mm -hmm. She's Philippe, Deb, all rolled into one. Right. Or in the TV show, you know how they show alternate points of view and not just Diana. If we saw Goody's points of view, what she's doing when nobody's watching her, right? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Putting that wish out in the universe. That would be great. Because they're seeing those alternate points of view in episode one at the con. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. Oh, man, this is just such a brilliant oh God, idea. Oh my God. It's like the third eye being open. You just submerged into this whole new world with alternate yes. POVs. So good. I'm telling you, audience, they're so good. If you haven't seen it, they all like we never saw these scenes before, but it will open your eyes like, oh, shit, that was going on. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So Matthew fixes attention on Goody. Maybe the witch also realized that Diana was a weaver. And yes. Yesterday, we kind of like, oh, shit, maybe the witch did. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'd be doing a time loop of our own, jumping ahead to Book of Life. Right. Because yes, the witch indeed did that witch. So she says, it hadn't occurred to me that Satu might have known. Given what Goody also had told me about my fellow witch's attitude towards Weaver, the idea that Peter Knox and his cronies at the congregation might suspect me of harboring such a secret sent my blood racing. And then Matthew sensed this and sought her hand and he's like trying to comfort her. Goody's like, it's possible, but I cannot say for certain. Nevertheless, we must do what we can in the time the goddess provides to prepare Diana for her future. Diana's arguing She's like, she wants no parts of this. She's like, stop. You're talking as though this weaving business makes sense. I can't even light a candle. My talents are magical. I have wind, water, fire, even blood. And Goody gives it to her. She's like, if I can see your husband's soul 
then you will not be surprised that I have also seen your power. You are not a fire witch or a water witch, no matter what you believe. You cannot command these elements. If you're foolish enough to attempt it, you would be destroyed. But Diana's thinking about her witch water, how she drowned in her own tears, how she used an arrow to like destroy Juliet. I mean, she pretty much blew her into smithereens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to use that word. <laughs> And then Goody's like, no, these were simple weavings fashioned from grief and love. The goddess has given you her blessings to borrow these powers you need, but not to command them. Absolutely. So borrow them. She's like, no witch can hold such power within her without upsetting the balance of the worlds. A weaver selects carefully from the magic around her and uses it to shape something new. Diana's still arguing. She's like, I don't make spells. There must be thousands of spells. I don't need to make spells. Nothing I could make could be original. Goody's like, all spells come from somewhere, Diana. A moment of need, longing, a challenge that could not be met any other way. And they came from somewhere too. And that's where she goes, the first witch. And I forgot what we said about that yesterday, but that was something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first we, I mean, then Goody's like, no, the first weaver and those that follow, we're the ones who make this, create the spells. And some are just for us and some are, some are to be shared. And some, which I thought can't, was, some can't be shared. Yeah. Some, yeah. Won't, some won't give way. And then, and that's why the other witches have a problem with them because they can't share everything. Yes. And witches are greedy. They want it all. Mm. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Well, they're yeah. and they're fearful. Like it's going to be some last thing of mind control or something that they can't. Even if the, even if the weaver wanted to give it to them to bestow it on someone, they can't because it's their weaving. But yes. they feel like it's some way to that it's some controlling factor. It's survival of the fittest because if there's something somebody out there more powerful than they are, someone who has the ability to produce spells like this, that makes them feel less than. You know, they can't do this. That all of a sudden the hierarchy it knocks them down on. And their own perceived hierarchy. I so would think who part is of it that did the spellbinding? Was it, it was both Stephen and Rebecca? Just Rebecca? Yes. Just Stephen? I think I think Stephen. Yeah, they both crafted it. I was just thinking because you know Rebecca says fear is the most powerful thing on earth, which is true. Weavings come from grief, love, longing, and that's had to be part of this the weaving that Stephen did to help spellbind her. Yeah. What if Stephen was able to weave a spell that he could borrow Rebecca's power? Fear is a scary thought. I'm At least sure. Other witches, whatever. Would, it would be a scary thought to other witches. I'm sure a weaver could if they desired it, right? I need to draw from this power right here. I mean, they can borrow fire. Well, they can they borrow, can borrow but they the can elements. Borrow elemental power. What I'm saying is borrow the power from another witch. Yeah, that's what I'm ramp agreeing up their, to. Ramp up, but, no, but no, I think most weavers actually draw from the elements. They, they I know. get those powers from the elements. But don't forget that Rebecca was kind of a weird conglomeration of power, too. We don't know everything we know about Rebecca. There was something different about her as well. Stephen would, and what if Stephen was able to power or channel or control her power or the power of her love in a certain way because he was able to create the spell that would harness it? Oh, I'm agreeing with you. It's kind of like jumper cables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally agreeing with you. He can, he can draw on power, period. Because back to the Book of Life, remember when Diana was drawing on the, all the powers and it wasn't necessarily elemental. She was pulling power from everywhere to finally take down, spoiler alert, Peter Knox. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm definitely that's agreeing another, with I'm you. I'm just saying that's another reason for them to be afraid of weavers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can borrow power. It's not mine to you. command, <laughs> but I can borrow it. I'm sure a weaver, like, okay, here it says magic begins with desire. If he desired to use Rebecca's power, and I'm sure he'd ask for permission first, right? I'm sure he could. Why wouldn't he be able to? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. So that's when Di- when she says magic begins with desire. That's when uh, Diana remembers it be- begins with absence and desire. And also uh, magic is desire made real. And that's the conversation that Diana had with Matthew during one of their dinners when mm-hmm. they were talking about it begins with absence and desire. So past and present clashed again as I repeated the first line of the verse that it had accompanied the single page of As- Ashmole 782. Someone sent my parents. On this occasion, when the corners lit up and illuminated the dust motes in the shades of blue and gold, I didn't look away. Neither did Goody Alsip. Matthew and Susanna's eyes followed ours, but neither of us saw what we saw. So it's like, uh, what are they looking right. at? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so Goody's like, exactly. See there? See how time feels your absence wants you to weave yourself back into your formal life. Wait, it, it begins with absence and desire. That was Abraham that wrote that? Was it Abraham? No, I thought it was in, in the, it was part of the book of life, wasn't it? Well, she, I no, it was she part of it, a discovery of witches. Yeah, it says clashed again but as I'm, I repeated no, the first No, 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 no. Li- I'm talking about the, the book of life, not part three of the trilogy. Oh, so yes, it, it was, but it was on the page yeah. sent to her parents. Yes. It begins with absence and desire. Huh. That's weird. So why was I thinking it was in, during one of the dinners that that came up? That's with uh, Matthew's Because they were paper. talking about um, uh, blah, 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 what's his Bruno. name? Final test. Bruno, thank you. Yeah. Yes, the final question. Got it, got it, got it. She says, you make it sound possible as if it's possible to combine magic with a craft, but they're separate. She's still fighting this fight, man. Right. She didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So Goody's like, who taught you this shit? She right. snorted. I love that she snorted. <laughs> Uh, what she actually says, magic and witchcraft are but two paths that cross the wood. A weaver is able to stand in the crossroads with one foot placed on each path. She can occupy the place in between where the powers are the greatest. And so time protested at this. I'm picturing like amber and blue just mm-hmm. blowing mm-hmm. up in the corners. Well, what I thought was so interesting is that Goody knew exactly, you know, knew that the blue would be brighter if it was time for her to go. Yes. Which makes me wonder if Goody was a time spinner, too. That's an interesting question. She knows an awful lot about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> an awful, awful lot. Imagine Goody as like a witch in her 20s. Man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. She's probably just like, yeah, I'm too tired to play with this bullshit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She sure knows a lot about it. I wonder if if Sebastian St. Clair crossed paths with a young Goody Alsop. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Read that in book nine of the trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Serpent's Mirror coming to you someday. (laughs) Someday, maybe. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wish, wish. Okay, so a child in between, a witch apart. She's like, the ghost of Bridget Bishop warned me of the dangers associated with such a vulnerable position. Before we came here, the ghost of one of my ancestors, Bridget Bishop, told me that was my fate. She must have known I was a weaver. And Goody's like, yeah, so did your parents. Like we said, she knows an awful lot. So Mm -hmm. did your parents. 
Your father was a weaver too, by the way. What? Right. Yeah. And then Susanna chiming up again. Weavers aren't guys. Yeah. Shut They're up, seldom Susanna. men. Well, she does say seldom, so she knows that it occurs. Shut up, Susanna. She just don't want to deal with Jeffrey. She knows oh, it's no. coming. She's so, yeah. It's so, yeah. But Goody goes on to know a whole lot about Stephen, like intricate things about Stephen. Like, not that he was a weaver, but great talent, no training. Yeah. Yes. It's like he's a, a weaver with great talent with no training. His spell was placed together rather than properly woven. So imagine when his parents were hiding his power. Wait, wait, wait. Whose spell? The, the spell binding? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was made with love and served its purpose for a time, rather like the chain that binds you to your wear, Diana. And it's like, oh, shit. She knows about the chain, too. (laughs) (laughs) She's like an x-ray machine. I know. Okay, so she said... who created that chain? I know. Chicken or the egg. Chicken or the egg. That's coming. And we know it's coming because we went through it yesterday. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny We have foresight. Uh, Yes. We're time walkers, too. Okay. (laughs) Bridget told me something else that night. There's no path forward that doesn't have him in it. She must have known that about Matthew, too, she confessed. And then uh, here comes Matthew. You never told me about this. And then Diana's like, well, they were vague prophecies and I wasn't paying attention and you were dying and shut up. (laughs) Vague prophecies. Like when I got in trouble in college and my mom, were you blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no, not really. (laughs) No. What? What are you talking about? That's a rumor. Yeah. Okay, so Goody went into her magical thing and said, Weavers are all mysterious, but never mind that. I don't have time to answer all your questions. We have to teach you how to manage your magic, okay? And then Diana's like, okay, my powers have been totally misbehaving. I don't know what to do about it, so you're going to need to help me, please. Right. And she's like, that's not unusual because uh, when witches come or weavers come into their powers, it's a mess. Yes. But if witches see your glam like young Annie did, they might use that knowledge for their own purposes. We will not let you or the child fall into Hubbard's clutches. So right then she's like, you know what? I got to deal with Hubbard. And we're going to keep I, a lid. We're going to keep a lid on this. I, right. I just don't want to. I just don't want any parts of that mess. No, thank you. And then she looks at Matthew's like, and you need to take care of the congregation. Right. Goody sets up a nice little schedule. She says, well, then come to me on Mondays, Thursdays, Diana and Mistress Norman. We'll see you on Tuesdays. Marjorie Cooper is going to be on Wednesday and Elizabeth Jackson and Catherine Streeter on Fridays. She's got it all worked out until fucking Susanna. Right. Yeah. No, it's Matthew. <laughs> Matthew's like, uh, no, I don't want to tell everybody, you know, spread this shit on the street. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to let these witches know what's going on with my wife, and I don't want to let them know on this secret. This particular secret. There's like 20 of them going on. I know. (laughs) Yes, This weaver shit is bad, though. (laughs) Never mind all the other secrets we got going. This weaver shit is crazy. (laughs) And then Susanna chimes in, too. Yeah, she says, uh, you know, John Chandler's been talking all over town. He's trying to make nice with Father Hubbard. And she's like, surely we can teach ourselves. And then Goody's like, okay, so when did you become a fire witch, Susanna? Come on now, right? The child's blood is full of flame. My talents are dominated by witch wind and yours are grounded on the earth. We are not sufficient to the task. So, yeah, we have to outsource. 
Susanna. Stop being crazy. Right. Yeah. But Susanna's concerned. Our gathering will draw too much attention if we proceed with your plan. Susanna, yeah, can I say this one thing about Susanna right here that comes crystal clear? Mm-hmm. Susanna is all about shifting problems off onto somebody else. Yeah, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. It's too much. It's her game plan for everything. Which I was surprised that she was offering to help Goody, I mean, half-heartedly, um, just the two of them. You'd think she'd want to shift it some, to somewhere. You know, it's not my problem. Well, Go ahead, get, get, have Catherine get rid of it. Well, but don't right. forget, too, she's always like, see, oh, I was right. You know, she she's yeah. looking for that affirmation from Goody. Yes. And yes. it's kind of a compete. There's these competing things going on in her head. Yes. She's worried about the attention it's going to gather if they proceed with that plan. Um, mm-hmm. She says the Aldergate gathering has grown so large. It cannot govern its own affairs. And never yeah, mind. Wait, they can't find, they can't find their butt with both hands. You think they can deal with this problem? Oh, and here's where we brought up Sweet Brown. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody, Ain't got, nobody time. got time for that. Yeah. I got bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> she says, never mind that take on an education of a weaver. Besides, it's too far for me to travel. The bad air by the city ditch worsens my rheumatism. There was a fire. It was a barbecue. And then it was a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I got bronchitis. And I'll put that in the show notes for you guys so you can see Sweet Brown in action. <laughs> Because everyone needs to see Sweet Brown in action. That's right. Somebody might have missed that. You can. You have to watch it. And uh, Susanna's like, no, I cannot. Goody's like, well, you should because I'm your elder. If you wish to protest further, you will need to seek a ruling from the reed. And then the air thickened uncomfortably. And Angela, didn't you say something about that yesterday? I did. She's a witch wind. uh, Yeah, she has witch wind. So I just thought that she was controlling the air, like her emotions, like they were spilling out, that it was uh, more than just tension. Yes. Kind of like Diana's witch wind when she she calls it, but unwittingly, but obviously it's an extension of Goody. Yes. So the tension in the air is increased exponentially by Goody's anger. (laughs) (laughs) Impatience or whatever. Very well, Goody, I will send my request to Queen Hythe. Meanwhile, Diana and Matthew are having a little whisper conversation on the side. She's like, who's Queen Hythe? And then he's like, Queen Hythe is a place, not a person. But what about this read? And she's like, I have no idea. And they're all whispering. And uh, Goody's like, stop whispering, okay? Hurts my ears when you're doing that with the spell at all. <laughs> I have to say, and we, this came up yesterday, it did remind me, but I didn't say anything. When you and Jean were at the con and you're like, Galaglass shouldn't have told Diana. You're, you're kind of like, <laughs> said it quietly to each other. And Deb's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was that kind of whisper conversation. Everybody yeah, could hear it. That was actually, oh my God. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then, then it's the whole explanation. This is what's yes. going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's so perfect, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> She goes on with a charm on the windows and the doors. Your muttering stirs the air and it hurts my ears. So stop it. Stop. But I'll answer your question anyways. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So Goody also lays down the law. She's like, look, I'm in charge of Garlkythe, the Venture Ward. So Susanna has to bring her case to these other people. They will decide our course of action and do whatever they see fit. Whenever there's a disagreement between witches, there are 26 elders and together we are known as the reed and diana's like oh so this is politics and then goody's like yeah politics and prudence we have to handle this or hubbard will put his grubby little wear fingers in our shit and then she goes no no offense matthew (laughs) (laughs) and matthew doesn't like hubbard so he's like yeah okay none taken cool 
But if you take this matter to your elders, Diana's identity will be known across London, Matthew stood. I cannot allow that. And Goody comes back. Every witch in the city already has heard about your wife. News travels quickly here. No small thanks to your friend Christopher Marlowe, Goody also said. And sit down, Master Royden. My old bones can no longer bend that way. And to Diana's surprise, Matthew sat. So, yeah, Goody, she don't play. Finally. Mm-hmm. She didn't even have to work a spell. Nope. She just had to wear him down. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to explain this to you. <laughs> Which is like, the magic two. in and of itself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you finally understood it. All right. The witches of London still don't know you're a weaver, Diana. And that's the important thing. Goody also continue. The reed will have to be told, of course. But when other witches hear that you've been called before the elders, they will assume you are being disciplined for your relationship with Master Royden. Or that you're being bound in some fashion to keep him from getting access to your blood and power. Which and is then, a good thing. Because then people yeah. stay out of their shit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they're, they're handling this. Yeah. They got that chick. She's been bound. It's cool. So Diana says, whatever you decide, will you still be my teacher? Aww. I know. It's so sweet. And Goody's like, I'm all you have. I have no choice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They'll let me teach you because the Irish weaver's gone and Agnes Sampson is in jail. So, yeah. Nobody has a choice. And like I said yesterday, man, now I'm so curious about that Irish weaver and after God finding out that in this witch hysteria going on in the 16th century compared to like the hundreds and thousands that have been rounded up in Scotland and in England and elsewhere, Ireland had four. Wow. Four of them. And the the gap between renowned Irish witches was from the 14th century. There was Alice Kyleter, I think her name was. And then another one doesn't come up again until the 1700s. So there are no name witches in Ireland in that time, which is kind of interesting. Well, she was MIA, man. Well, the other interesting (laughs) thing is, is, uh, I guess, witches were far more tolerated in Ireland because Ireland was primarily Catholic. It was the Protestants that really had a problem with witches and really cranked up the persecution machine. Oh my gosh. So, and there's your little Google ditch drive for the day. <laughs> and that was in the last 24 hours. Like we said yesterday, though, I can't believe yeah. that we never ventured out to see what, what that Irish Reaver was. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she she, cer- she certainly isn't been heard from in years because we can't find <laughs> a name for her. Well, that'll be something to ask Deb next week. Okay. So I want to throw this in this episode. We talked about it when our mics were off. But that article I read yesterday about Christianity, the numbers are going down. Uh-huh. Is that something that would start hyping up rhetoric to go after pagans and other religions because of the fear of their numbers going down? Probably. Okay. Uh, put a pin in that, people. Yes. Talk to you in a few years and we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hold that thought. <laughs> okay. Diana wants to know when the witches will meet. And then Goody's like, as soon as it can be arranged. Matthew's like, yeah, we'll be ready for them. And then Goody's like, okay, there's some things your wife must do for herself, Master Royden, carrying the babe and seeing the readers among them. Trust is not an easy business for a wearer, I know, but you must try for her sake. So Goody's telling Matthew. Matthew, you have to try, okay? You cannot offend the reed. If you do, Hubbard will have to intervene, and the reed will not suffer an additional insult and will insist that the congregation's involvement, no matter our other disagreements, no one in this room wants the congregation's attention focused on London, Master Royden. And then Matthew took Goody's measure, finally is like, very well, Goody. Basically, you're right, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Diana's dealing with all this in her head. She's like, I'm a weaver. I'm soon to be a mother. a child between a witch apart, whispered the ghostly voice of Bridget Bishop. So Matthew smells Diana thinking or her gears turning and he's like, yeah, we got to go home. She's tired. Goody's like, she's not tired. She's scared. Right. 
She's scared. He's got keen senses as a vampire, but so does Goody. Yes. Yeah. His problem is sometimes he doesn't know what to read or how to read what he's sensing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But her anxiety continued to rise even after they were safely back in the heart and crown. Once there, Matthew took off his quilted jacket. He wrapped it around her shoulders, trying to ward off the chilly air. The fabric retained its smell, clothes and cinnamon, along with traces of smoke from Susanna's fire and the damp air of London. And then Diana's like, I'm a weaver. Perhaps if I keep saying this, this fact will begin to make sense. But I don't know what that means or who I am anymore. This is a weird thing. I just, this okay, I just had another odd thought. Okay, she's wrapped up in the, the, the scent of cloves and cinnamon, which is, we know is Matthew, but then we come to find out that wood smoke is also associated with Baldwin and the smell of fog will be associated with her son. Spoiler alert, Jack. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. I thought I also re- remember Deb saying cloves and cinnamon was also used to cover the smell of death. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. There's, I think there's, there's a, that jacket's loaded with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, like a, dis, like a disguising spell. Yeah. yeah. Both Baldwin and Jack want to protect her in their own ways, yeah. along with Matthew. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. Okay. So we're going to close this out. Matthew says, you are Diana Bishop, a historian and a witch. No matter what else you have been before or might one day be, this is who you are and you are my life. And then Diana says, your wife. And then he goes, my life. Diana's thinking, I should be relieved to have the truth at last. Her teeth were chattering and she was like freaking out still. She's freaked out about this whole business. All my life, I wondered why I was different. Now I know, but this doesn't help. And then Matthew's trying to reassure her one day it will. And then they twine their legs together like roots of the tree. And then it's time for the day. Right? But (laughs) (laughs) when in doubt, deploy the day. All right. So here's the timey-wimey stuff once again, guys. Yes. That rusty chain that we saw in A Discovery of Witches here is fluid and young and vibrant and alive. So did this chain exist? prior and then got rusty over time yes or was it just dormant or was it just dormant it's it's, kind of like bare root roses i just think because goody said weaving has come from love love and longing and she was lonely Mm -hmm. and longing and waiting and i don't know i think that was her first weaving as a child was the chain yeah it was the chain and it became rusty because of lack of use and just became Mm -hmm. fluid now yeah she was spellbound Mm -hmm. i like that so she couldn't use it so there you go that was a chicken and the egg scenario was this chain made whack way back then or was it just now flourishing from Diana's right. original timeline? So there you go. Think on that for a while, audience. Yeah, right. you'll go crazy. Well, we also discussed again the, the time loop with Philippe that that's really Shadow of Night activity is first and a discovery of witches is second. We're talking oh, about yeah. the offering offering of the goddess as yeah. a baptism and then her deal with the goddess as her confirmation. Wow. Some deep shit, man. Deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so she took a deep breath and then she was like, I'm good now, Matthew. You must have business. You must have like shit you need to do. Go, go off and do it. I'm going to go to sleep. And, um, wow. <laughs> no, no. Run along. I'm fine, Matthew. And then so Matthew comes back. Uh, vampires reckon time differently than warm bloods do, he said, still unwilling to release me. And then Diana goes, how long is a vampire minute then? Matthew says, it's hard to say. Some length of time between an ordinary minute and forever. Aww. And we end this chapter. Oh, this is a good chapter. Good chapter. Very good so, chapter. So good. We did it twice. <laughs> but seriously, yesterday we were all shocked how media it was and how much we extracted. Yes. From it. Oh, yes. Oh, there 
there was this one more thing, too, about the twins. Oh, yes. Do tell. Yeah. Okay. So it hit me the other day when I was reviewing this for this episode. Matthew would refer to the baby as a girl, always as a girl. Diana would always refer to it as a boy. So the theory I floated out yesterday in that lost recording. And we're floating out again today. <laughs> and we're floating it out again. What if... Diana was pregnant with twins before the first time and Matthew picked up on the girl and Diana picked up on the boy and something went wrong with this pregnancy where it wasn't viable and, you know, they had to do a do-over, to put it bluntly. But, but yeah, I mean, it's something that occurred to me. I'm like, I, she was pregnant with twins again. Maybe they didn't split properly. And it was another point that was brought up in a discovery of witches when species make that leap, mm-hmm. often the first attempt are no good. Yeah. So that's probably what might have happened. It's just a theory, guys. Well, yeah. It's and like you said, yep. <laughs> he says she and Diana says he and in Times Convert, well, even Book of Life, we find out that Rebecca is a lot like Matthew and Philip is a lot like Diana. Diana. Yes. And since they were both individual viable beings when she was pregnant with them, I'm sure Diana picked up on both of them, mm-hmm. but maybe f- something in the first child, the first boy that was in her womb, she picked up on because it was something her body recognized. And Matthew probably sensed the first girl that was maybe a lot like Rebecca. So and let's also it's a not theory. Forget, yeah, but also let's, let's not forget the fact that Diana ended up absorbing vanishing twin syndrome with her brother. With her brother, yes. yes. So, so there's that. Whew. Yeah, okay, we spit that out pretty good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to add to this chapter, guys? Nope. I think, I think we covered it very thoroughly. Yes. Yes. And even mine some new nuggets the second time. Yeah, we did. This is true. Mix up this for is that. True. Okay, so going once, going twice. No so. answer. So. So let's go on to some housekeeping. This housekeeping is brought to you by Lynn Serrano. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Thank Lynn. You, Lynn. Mwah, I love you. <laughs> I love Lynn. I just love I know. Her. She's I awesome. Too, yeah. She's awesome. Housekeeping. Okay, so who wants to start with their housekeeping? I will. I've got a brand new name and a brand new face from our oh. discusser group, Meryl Ann. Meryl Ann, yay! Thank you, Meryl Ann. Yay! So, I'm so glad that you've decided to get in touch with us. My major in college was genetics, and this episode made my heart sing. I love that there was a whole episode dedicated to the science behind all souls and genetics, no less. I am making my way through the archive of episodes, but I hope there are more like this in the future. Great work, demons. Meryl Ann, you'll be happy to know there is probably at least two more with Dr. Shelly Carter and there's always a chance for more in the future because Shelly's one of our special friends of the podcast. Yep. Friend so. of the podcast, friend of us, friends of the fandom, guys. Yes. That's who and she is. part of the fandom. And part of the fandom. A huge part of this fandom. So Shelly shouts to you. You're coming back, girl, because Meryl Ann wants to hear you. So that, that ends that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we have Shelly as a guest and she says, good work, demons. <laughs> yes. We haven't scared her off. That, that is good right. work. We haven't scared Shelly <laughs> yeah. off. Good work and not scaring the smart scientist lady off. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was all, Shelly. We can't take credit for that. We we know how to ask smart questions and listen when Shelly gives us smarter answers. So that's all we did. Um, yeah, she'll be back. Definitely, she'll be back. She's a friend of the podcast and we, we owe her a t-shirt the next time she comes on anyway. You yeah. hear that, Shelly? You get a t-shirt. I, I haven't figured out what it's going to be, but whatever. Anyway, I'm going to read this one. 
Gene, you're going to find this one rather amusing. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Nice hearing from you. She says, hey, demons, while I was at work, Whataburger represent. I could have sworn Gene was in my drive-thru and I got insanely excited. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. It was Gene's fetch. (laughs) Apparently, my fetch was hungry. (laughs) Oh, my God. She said, I even asked the woman about the podcast, but sadly, she was not you. Right now, I can't remember which one of y'all lives in Texas, but it sure made my day with the possibility that a demon was at my humble Whataburger. Hope y'all are having a good day, Crystal. Thank you, Crystal. I absolutely love love that she asked about the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wish it was me. (laughs) Maybe next time. (laughs) Hey, Crystal, let us know where that Whataburger is and maybe I'll swing by. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be cool, though? Be like, oh, you're the lady from the podcast. Whoa. What a freak out that would be when you just want to get your Whataburger. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome. That is awesome. So what do they have at Whataburgers? I mean, obviously burgers, but like, how is it? Is it unique in any way compared to In-N-Out Burger or Sonic or? They're more, I think they're more like Sonic. Um, Their burgers are really good. They're kind of like Wendy's in that they're fresh made. They also have hot dogs that are really good. Um, Mm. And they serve a lot of stuff with Texas toast. So there's that. Yes, that's really good. Angela, what do you have for us, babe? I stay alive and live another day with a five-star Apple Podcast review. (laughs) (laughs) It's from Elfie853 from Australia. So our first one from Australia. Thank you. Elfie853 says, I found this podcast well after I'd read and reread and became totally obsessed with the All Souls books. As a devoted fan of the books, this podcast had exactly everything I would like. Humor, relatability, a range of life experience and expertise, empathy, but most importantly, underlying everything is a deep knowledge of the books and understanding of the complexity of the stories and concepts they raise. Not only do I get my fill of pure geek AST, but I feel like I'm listening to friends, my people. I love that I can listen weekly as a patron and can chat on Facebook. I cannot wait to meet you all at the next Demon Hour. Thank you for enriching my life. Demon kisses to you all. To anyone considering listening, just listen. You won't regret it for a moment. Oh, wow. Demon kiss. Thank you so much. Thank you. And just so you guys know, we don't always get to see the reviews from other countries. We do subscribe to a service that lets us know all of the reviews that we get, but mainly throughout the month, we only see the ones we get from the U.S., So we're so excited when we get that email and say, hey, you have one from the UK. You have one from Australia. So yay, it's not that we're ignoring you. It's just we don't normally see it. And there's a way to like click on iTunes. Yeah. And look, but we wouldn't know what country to look for. So yes, thank you so much. Keep leaving those reviews. Keep Angela thank alive. So I much. need her alive. Okay, <laughs> I need her to stay alive. <laughs> Which, by the way, we have a listener in Kenya. We do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm I just thinking, that. like, I, next time I go on iTunes, I'm just going to pick a random country. But maybe I'll pick Kenya. <laughs> maybe you'll pick Kenya. Yeah. Who else? Oh, we had like five in Greece. I thought we had a like double oh. digits in China. Yes, fifty-five in. China, which was like, whoa, what? Hello, Chinese (laughs) listeners. Hi. (laughs) We don't know who you are, but hi. (laughs) Kenyan listeners. Hi. The Greek listeners. Hello. (laughs) Everybody out there, we're up to, uh, what did I say the other day? 46 countries. Wow. I know. It's amazing. It is amazing. So we love you. 
worldwide. Keep listening to us and don't hesitate to become a discusser. We'd love to hear from you. We'll talk about the Facebook later, but you can join that too. So, you know, it's cool. And don't hesitate to leave any reviews because yes, no yes. matter the, of course, we would love a five star, but no matter the review, we're always going <laughs> to give it its due. One of my favorites, my favorite was a four star from the person who had no clue about the books or anything else and just decided to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm just going to listen to the podcast. interesting. Wait, I, I'll this isn't what I thought, but this is really interesting. <laughs> right. So that was a great review. Awesome. Oh, I loved it. All right. You guys ready to go to save it for the show? Yes, ma'am. Yes. All right. This episode of Save It for the Show is brought to you by Linda Zip. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. With the fabulous the hair. hair. Yes. If Linda had her own Patreon page for her hair, I would support it. I would so support would I. it. I, I, don't, I don't even need the tote bag, Linda. I would totally support it. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Save it for the show. Guys, save it for the show. So this week's Saver for the Show, adaptation means adapt. Go, Gene. Go. Take well, it. Well, okay, yes. Adaptation means adapt. I suppose this applies in so, so many ways to this fandom. Yes, things are changing. It's getting bigger. It's getting more unwieldy. And those of us who have been here forever do need to adapt. And I, I wholly accept that. And I try to do that. But adapt does not mean accept bad behavior. Yes. Just because things are changing doesn't mean we have to allow, allow it to change for the worse. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. Yes. Woo. Woohoo. <laughs> and in, in the last little while, it seems like there was an awful lot of arguments that we should be willing to accept what is really and truly bad behavior. It's not a sharing of opinions. It's not something that's quote unquote discussion. Not everything is fair game, especially in the uh, Deb's author page and in the big group. It's I'm sorry. That's her living room. You don't come in there and shit on the rug. No! And that's, that's rude! pretty much what people do when they're like, well, I want to talk about everything that's wrong with the book or why I don't like this narrator or how Times Convert bored me. No, not even how Times Convert bored me. Just that it did. I was bored. Basically, Times Convert bored me. Okay, that is an opinion. I, I totally accept that's an opinion. But can you expand on that a little bit? Because when I hear that or I read that more Appropriately. I read, I was bored, I wasn't sufficiently entertained, and now I'm going to bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of, I found parts of Times Convert hard to get through, I was expecting more action, or I was expecting this. Expand on that so you can have that discussion. And minds are changeable. I mean, yeah. if, if you don't po- want your mind changed, shut the fuck up. This podcast <laughs> is an example of it because now I'm Team Sarah. I mean, yep. who knew? I know. <laughs> That's breaking news because that was on the after show. Breaking news, everybody! Yeah, <laughs> breaking news. Jeans on Team Sarah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everyone can send a thank you note to Alex Kingston. Yes. yes, yes, yes. She's fantastic. Her and that's the way she was holding that cell phone in episode one. Oh my god, that was How me. Dare. Like you How dare Diana hang up on me? Mm. <laughs> but, but I digress. And, and along the same lines too is just because you know Deb is a professional. Deb is she's an author. You know, yes, she does have to have a thick skin, but she's also allowed to have a bubble too. And up until this very most recent release. 
the her fan group was her bubble. Uh, it's the place. Yeah. And we've never ha- we've gone through four releases now, and this is the first release where I've seen ever seen so well actually any negativity. Take your negativity and take your critiques and take your reviews over to Hoodreads or Amazon or Hoodreads. an appropriate place <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're allowed your opinions. Those are all great forums to talk about your opinions, and you're going to find other people who are going to want to talk about their opinions too. Don't say, why well, it's a discussion group, and I want to find out if people agree with me, because that is not the place to do it. Especially and what are you accomplishing? Gonna, yeah, yeah. All you're doing is pissing off pissing the people off. 95% of the people in that group that love her work. And you Think put, about in, that. put people in the position where they feel like they have to defend their love, and that's just not the right. role of that role of that group. Yeah. Go on Goodreads, spew your hate over there because everybody's used to it over there. Yeah. And you'll Jeez. find more hate. You'll find more haters there than you'll find anywhere else. You can form a, I hate this club. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think Hoodreads has some of those. They do. <laughs> they do. I belong to one of them for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you remember book book eight of Cut and Run? Yes, I yes. joined one. <laughs> I think everybody who loved, who loved Ty and Zane joined that one. Because <laughs> I think any true fan did hate book eight. Oh my God. Yes. And you know what? That's it. That, that's what it is. You are allowed to have your opinions. You are allowed to spew them, but expect consequences. But Abigail really didn't that go into that group either though. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't know what it's not Goodreads. That discussion group is not Goodreads. So stop it. Stop giving the moderators a hard time because they're working really hard to make that place a pleasant place. And it has been. Stop it. Yes, it, it's, it's been around since 2012, and not until now have we had that problem. I've, I mean, my mind is boggled, even with Book of Life, and God knows there was all kinds of drama going on with Book of Life. And honestly, yeah. on my initial read, I had a lot of issues, but did I go in there and spew them? No. No. No one no. did. No. That's why you have Goodreads, and the hate yes. groups in there. <laughs> <laughs> In that group, stop harshing everybody's mellow, okay? Yes. Stop it. Don't it's yuck rude. other people's yums. Yeah. There, there's another word for that. Yes. Yes. Or phrase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we had another side of the coin to this, too. Uh, adaptation means adapt is in the, the literal adaptation. that you're not, It's not a, the an overlay yeah. of the books. There's People no. are going to change. Characters aren't going to be male. They might be female this time. They might be different ethnicities this time around. It's not an exact overlay. You have to. Yeah. Adapt. You do. You do. And from what we've seen so far, the adaptation is brilliant. Talking about mm-hmm. the TV show, it is brilliant. All in, dude. All in. All in. All in. All All in. in. Okay. Anything else for the favorite for the show? Any yep. last comments? Oh, my last comment is just listen to Philippe. It's not survival yep. of the fittest. It's survival of the most adaptable. Yep. Yep. That's so true. All right, everybody. After this break, we're going to do last thoughts and things we cannot let go of. Find this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Contact us. We are at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 360-519-7836. Or leave us one on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Hit us up on social media, and we are at demonsdiscuss or at demonsdomain. Join our Facebook group, Demonic Discussers. The keys to get in are in the show notes. And if you're listening on your mobile device, click the description. It'll be there too. Become a discusser. And there are two ways to do that now. And if you're in the U.S., 
text ADOW as an ADOW, as in a discovery of witches. So text ADOW to 444-999 or visit demonsdiscuss.com. Scroll down, fill out the form and spammer code, and that's it, your discusser. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com, to see what we're up to. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Keep Angela alive! My last thought is on the Baldwin post on Instagram. A Discovery Witch has posted a picture of Baldwin, and of course, we all love it. And I said, as you know, Gene, it's the look you've earned after a millennia of cleaning up after Matthew. And someone commented, Uh actually, I thought Matthew was the one who did the cleaning up in the family, at least according to the books. What? What? Uh, She's talking about the assassin bullshit. Yeah. Oh. Have you seen Gerber's picture? People are hot for him. Even this thread is like, I love me some Gerber. Oh. All right, I'm done. No, then. it's fine. Okay. That, that was pretty good. I've got another last thought about your last thought, Angela, is the fact that that photograph of uh, Tristan Gravel that they posted reminds me of an old po- photo of uh, our Baldwin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood Reporter from years ago, that one picture of Fosse. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like, so we're going to elaborate. So. We're going to elaborate for the rest of our audience who may not be tuned into Jean's uh, <laughs> language. Uh, she's talking about Michael Fassbender, who she has mentally casted, and many people have mentally casted. As Angela vocal. and I have mentally casted. Yes, him since the beginning. Yes, since because the beginning. we've discussed it thoroughly on our after show, but I don't think our broader audience knows. So there you go. Yeah. PSA but done. anyways, it's really interesting because <laughs> the photograph looks so much alike. It does with the, candle, the look with and the everything. Yep. Opera and so are you feeling less trepidatious about Baldwin then on I the TV am not show? Not feeling any trepidation anymore. Okay. She's oh, a ginger. Wow. She's a ginger convert of all kinds of sorts. I. No, we're having all kinds of revelations. Team Sarah, no more trepidation. You know, it's like I was so worried about Baldwin and that photograph. I mean, the the casting photograph did not do yeah. justice at all. And now it was with a that bad photograph angle. that yeah. got it was released, unfortunate. It was a bad angle. Yeah, the photograph I, that was released today. I'm so totally all in. Can totally I say, no based on the photographs, I am definitely, put me in the Team Jer Bear column. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so people have different color palettes on the show, and I'm looking at Baldwin's, and I would say his is like black and maroon. Yeah, I would say the same. Probably. I would say the same. So, And, and from the pictures I've seen of Isabel, hers is kind of all over the place. Jewel colors. They tend to stick with jewel colors with Those her are from the pictures colors. I've seen. Oh, wait. <laughs> We'll try that again. <laughs> Deb did say Isabel is older than dirt. Yes. So that's a fair comment. Leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've noticed, and I've been looking at the colors that they've used on these pictures because that's what I do. I look at the colors. Um, Diana's primary color is blue, all shades of blue, mainly that teal tealish blue towards light uh they pair it with cream a lot she's darker pants a lot and i think they based it on Teresa palmer's coloring and the fact that diana was wearing a blue shirt on their first dinner in the book mm-hmm. do you know what i find really interesting is jillian's jillian is 
always got her. She's it's, flawed, she, doesn't have a, she? she doesn't have a palette so much. She always has those Liberty uh, prints that Claire Baldwin likes to wear a lot. My last thought is these chapters of Shadow of Night are just going to keep getting meatier and meatier and just. Yes. This along. was my favorite installment. And it's just so much better than even this time around. Oh, so, I know. Yes. Thank you to both of you. <laughs> I know. And, all right. And all these chapters just get better. I, I can't wait till we get to meet all the other witches. And, yes. Oh, it'll be oh, so good. And go to court. We're going to go to court soon. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and then we go see Rudolph. <laughs> so audience, we are slow going through Shadow of Night because we're finding it. We're finding a lot more things if we go through it slowly. And eventually we're going to round back up to a Discovery of Witches and do the same thing. But I think if we do the Book of Life this way, too, it's going to be gonna such a rich experience. We'll see it more, too. So this is slow. You know, we're doing it one chapter at a time. But I think it's worth it as long as we're consistent and our catalog keeps building with all of these. Eventually, we'll have a nice good catalog mm-hmm. so thank you for bearing with doing. us thanks for bearing with us and uh <laughs> what's your last thought valerie oh i want to talk about our facebook group okay our facebook group is awesome yes I it love is it. it is it is um we do have a problem though and things are going to change very not soon. for anybody that's in there but not for anybody that's in there, but it's going to change very soon. As the fandom is getting increasingly bigger, and I think the last time we mentioned all the people were waiting out in the waiting room, I think we said there was 30-some people. Now we're up to 60-some people, and that wasn't that long ago that we said 30-some people. We're going to, once we hit a certain number, we're going to take the Facebook group to private, meaning Facebook is not going to display in anybody's sidebars. Nobody's going to know about it, except for you listeners. It's not going to recommend it. Members. It's not going to recommend it. It's not going to come up. It's not going to pop up. We've never intended this group to be a big public, hey, come on in and spew your thoughts. No, we wanted people that came in to be listeners of our podcast because this way it's the easiest way to know what you're walking into, what type of vibe you're getting. If you listen to us, you know what we're about, you know how we act, then there's not going to be any surprises when you go into that Facebook group. And our discussors are the same. It's nice and small. I think we're at 140 members. I think at 200, we're going to cap it off. We're going to take it to private and you're going to have to fill out a form to join. So we'll let you know when we're closer to that number. But things will change very soon. And that was my PSA. That's all I have. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm like, we're like Bedrock Wine, where they send out their yeah. email. If you're interested, then you have to jump through hoops to get on the list. Yes. Yes. I know. Not that we're going to so, j- make people jump through hoops, but it's just going to be the same recommendation. Yes. It's going to be the same old hoops. And it just means there will be less people loitering out yeah. by the bouncer. We're trying to make this the- easy on our bouncers. We don't need to hire a second one. Yes. So when it comes time, um, we're going to have people fill out a form. And I worked out that form on Google Docs and it'll be the same thing. We're going to ask you the two questions. Uh, we're going to ask for your email and we're going to ask for your Facebook page link. And then you'll submit it. And if we like what we see everything checks out we'll go ahead and add you to our facebook group so it's not going to be all that different it's just not going to advertise to the masses which was never our intention anyway right yay so, yay so that's it are we ready to say goodbye for the second time yes, we are. <laughs> we're at two hours and once again once again once okay again. let's make it a good two hours all right let's say goodbye bye everyone bye everyone bye. demon kiss we'll talk to you next time guys mm-hmm.